everyone, and welcome to the Path 11 Podcast with your hosts, Mike and April. The sponsor for today's show is Jeff Finley of MakerMistaker.com. Jeff is a friend of ours, and he's been really supportive of our show, and we really like to get the word out of a book that he recently wrote called Wake Up, The Morning Routine That Will Change Your Life. Jeff woke up early for an entire year in an effort to change his habits and overcome depression. What he learned was extraordinary, and it actually led him to dozens of -of out-of-body experiences and a deep spiritual awakening. If you're interested to learn more about his year journey, you can download the book, Wake Up, The Morning Routine That Will Change Your Life, and you can get this on his site at makermistaker.com backslash path. The ebook edition is available for pay what you want, which means that you pay what you feel it's worth to you. Again, you can find his book and podcast at makermistaker.com backslash path. And today we're going to be speaking to Molly McCord. She's a best-selling author of eight books, a radio show host, and modern consciousness teacher. Her debut memoir, The Art of Trapeze, One Woman's Journey of Soaring, Surrendering, and Awakening, hit number one in two Amazon categories within three days. The Art of Trapeze is the first book in her Awakening Consciousness series, followed by The Modern Heroine's Journey of Consciousness, in which she integrates Joseph Campbell's Hero's Journey with Spiritual Growth. Often referred to as a consciousness catalyst, Molly's popular website, ConsciousCoolChic.com, was nominated by Intent for Best Spirituality Website in 2011. She is a practicing intuitive astrologer and hosts a popular weekly radio show, as well as being the founder and director of SpiritualityUniversity.com, an online destination for mastery courses and consciousness-raising resources. We'd like to welcome Molly to our show today. Thanks, Molly, for being here with us. Well, thank you, April. Thank you for having me, Mike. It's great to be here and to speak with you. Yeah, we actually, I can't even remember how many years ago it was, but I remember Mike and I, we stumbled onto your website. We signed up for your newsletter. And uh, I think at the time you were doing a lot of different things in astrology. And we have been getting your newsletter for years and never really had the opportunity to reach out to you maybe for any other reason. But as we were going through your website and looking at all the work that you're doing in the world today and educating people about consciousness, we thought that you'd be an excellent person for our show. So we're glad that you're speaking with us today. Well, thank you so much. That's great to hear. And and I appreciate that I've kept your interest for so long. (laughs) (laughs) You have. So would you like to you know, tell our listeners who maybe aren't familiar with some of your books, even though they can, you know, get them on Amazon. And we know that you hit uh, Amazon's bestseller in two different categories in three days within one of your books. But who is Molly McCord? And what are you doing in the world? And how did you get there? Just the big question. Yeah. Um, Well, I, you know, I've always been someone who's interested in spirituality and understanding things and and a mystic, if you will. And so I really started with this information and stuff back in the 90s. And I've just been on one of those winding paths that I think so many of us get on, where you look into certain topics in spirituality and you find what really pulls at you and interests you. And then you start to apply it to your life. And I just kept reading and I did a lot of, um, you know, one-on-one sessions with different spiritual professionals through the past 20 years or so, and have always been looking for better understanding of myself, um, but also who we all are and what we're learning and what's the, what the heck is this human 
experience about. And there's been some really satisfying answers um, that I've read. And then there's been a lot of satisfying information that I've just heard. And so that's a lot of how I work, actually, is that I now, I'm a listener. I, I just listen to messages and I listen to um, and, and work on trusting myself more and, and really it's interesting. It's, it's that simple and it's also that hard. Um, but that's where, you know, a lot of what I share comes from is that listening, is that being an open channel for spirit. And I believe we all have that. We all have those abilities. We all have that ability to hear messages for us, for what we need right now. And that's really how I started into really loving the whole concept of consciousness, because it's like, there would be times when I would be really maybe, let's say, emotionally involved in something, and I wouldn't have um, a really wise answer, if you will, or a, a higher understanding. But then when I moved through the emotions or moved through the thoughts or moved through an experience, I would see it from a different level of consciousness or a different place of understanding. And so I feel like that's kind of what has been a driving theme for me is understanding what am I learning? What can I improve? What, what am I not seeing? What am I not getting? But how can I, you know, really take that information and then give it to people so they can apply it to their lives too? Because I think that's how we benefit um, not only say our immediate environments, you know, our family and our friends, but really how we can help the world improve, how we can help our communities and other people who desperately want to, you know, know themselves better. So that's really what I share. I share what I hear. Um, and I share, of course, you know, what, what has worked and applied for me, but I also hope that it really can help other people um, understand their path, their lessons, and, and what they're here to experience. And with some of your spiritual teachers, when you were kind of seeking some information and guidance, what were some of the things that your spiritual teachers were teaching you? Were you going to astrologists and that's what led you into astrology? Were you seeking out uh, psychics or mediums or energy healers? Yes, yes, and yes. All of it. I was, you know, really interested in almost everything I found. And um, one of my very first teachers um, was a psychic, and she really opened me up to um, more universal truths. And so I'd say that actually what I really found first were um, universal spiritual laws, which is now something that I teach um, through an online course, but something that really helped me understand more about what was going on in a situation and my power within the situation and maybe how I was giving my power away. I wasn't, you know, really in control of my thoughts. Um, so that really helped. She was a definite uh, mentor. And then astrology is something I started um, really looking at when I was, say, like in my teen years, when I was about 16 or so. And I just found it so fascinating that I wanted to know more and I studied with some different astrologers and I had lots of different sessions with different people because everyone offers something, you know, unique and special to uh, an area. And so I would follow that. And then I did a lot of, um, I took different classes, um, read different books. Um, I'm a fast reader, so I tend to devour things, but I just kept following what interests me. And, you know, in all honesty, April, it kind of did some start and stops because life happens and, and we get maybe pulled away from things or, or then we return to them. But I always found myself returning to astrology and I always found myself returning to um, different spiritual teachings. So I've, I've kind of had a mixture of everything in there. Great. And I have um, 
another question, if if you don't mind, just switching gears a little bit or going a little more in depth with um, astrology. I'm sure you're familiar yeah. with the laws of attraction, right? Uh-huh. So one of these questions that I always have, I've had my astrological chart read a couple of times. And again, there's different types of astrology out there. Yeah. And astrology seems a little, um, I love it, but also almost like this map. And it was fascinating how they were able to predict certain things and they were right on with a certain time in life when certain things were happening. And it almost feels, um, I don't know, like very mapped out. But then when I mm-hmm. think about laws of attraction and free will and, and how you know we can maybe change our reality by our thoughts, how do you balance the two or can you explain how does law of attraction work if we really have these astrological charts and our lives are kind of mapped out for us and can be predicted, but I get confused with that and how, Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know if you could speak to that. Great question. And it is a, it's an ongoing discussion among astrologers as well. And, and of course people who are curious and interested in astrology, because the truth is the planets don't make us do anything. Um, you know, we have free will as you know, and, and, and as you start to understand yourself better and you see maybe something in your astrology chart or through another, um, what we could call wisdom tools. Alan Oaken calls them wisdom tools, um, such as numerology or tarot. Anyway, you go into understanding your energy better. You tap into more of what your innate choices may be, and you have the ability to always choose what's for your best and highest good. And when we look at astrology, and, and I love how you called it a map, um, you know, you can see that there are different, for all of us, there's different cycles in our lives. And the planets work in different cycles. And so some cycles are more prominent, some are more challenging, some have more flow. And when you're aware of those cycles, you can take advantage of opportunities. You can approach challenges with an idea of the long-term gains, even if it's difficult right now. Um, you can make really important decisions of with awareness and with understanding about what's for your best and highest good. And all of that is of course choice. And it's also, um, I would say, you know, it's, it's also based on a commitment of sorts, a responsibility to yourself of what, what do I really need to understand or what is really in my best interest right here. So when we talk about the law of attraction, well, my perspective on that is that, you know, things don't just happen to you. Um, you know, we're, we're energetic beings. We have a lot of power. We ha- we're magnetic and we're drawing and working with energies on many different levels. And when you understand the law of attraction, um, and there's different, many different definitions actually of that out there, but you can understand how you, um, no matter what you're attracting, you're still choosing. And no matter what is showing up in your life, you're still able to operate with your free will. And I, I think that actually sometimes we bring in things through law of attraction that's meant to test us, that's meant to say, okay, what am I going to do here? If that, this fork in the road was really for my best and highest good. Um, I also think that, you know, the law of attraction works through time and space. And so we could be working with energies from other lifetimes, from future lifetimes, um, in different dimensions. Like it can be really elaborate. But I believe that our power is always in the now and that we are never subject to um, something outside of ourselves. So even if it's like you're dealing with a law of attraction 
issue that you feel like, okay, am I attracting this because I'm angry? Am I attracting this because I'm upset? You have to look at it as, no, I'm attracting this so I can demonstrate my power right now, that I'm powerful right now, and I'm going to make a conscious choice right now. Um, and, and that really can show up powerfully um, in other areas of your life, and it can also be supported in your astrology chart. So I hope that makes some connections. I hope that makes sense. Let me know if I should talk a little bit more about that. But I I believe that we always have choice. We're always powerful in the now and that nothing is just happening to us. Yeah, that was a great explanation. Thank you. Okay, cool. Very good. Now, I mean, we could probably do seven or eight shows on you just by the amount of books that you've written. We could do one show per book. Um, (laughs) But I would like to go into a little bit about your most recent book, The Art of Trapeze. And this was kind of spawned off of a time of depression in your life. Is that right? Um, So The Art of Trapeze, um, you know, actually, it started 10 years ago. And I wrote this book um, because I was going off on a huge adventure, um, moving to Paris and answering the call of my soul. And it's all about trusting that whisper of, this is a crazy idea. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I really feel I have to do it. And that's what led to um, moving to Paris. And I arrived there knowing no one never been to Paris before. Um, you can't arrange housing beforehand. You can't do anything until you get there. So it literally was this huge leap of faith of, okay, how, how is this going to come together? And it was, uh, based on actually I was, I was going there for graduate school to get my master's degree in international relations and diplomacy. And so I just kept trusting this, um, this, this bigger dream. And in the art of trapeze, I, share how I got to that point of deeper trust and through these other experiences in my life. Um, yes, one was a, t- a period of depression, um, which was really a, a, a low point in my life, um, really hard time, and, and yet made it through. Um, it's fascinating, April, because it's one of the, ti- it's one of the things in the book that most people talk about. They talk about, I was in I had a period of depression. I was in that same place that you experienced. It's really fascinating how that has become a connection point. And um, the story is really about how you become more of yourself by knowing all of your energy and that you go through the low points as well as the high points. And the whole metaphor of trapeze is that whole soaring and then what happens when you fall because um, you know, spoiler, um, I, I wasn't, I stayed in Paris for two years and, um, that's wonderful, but I wasn't able to stay there longer. So I talk about that period of it and then how you think into an understanding of yourself and then you emerge on the other side of a full experience being an even fuller version of yourself. And, um, this book is actually the first in the series because the next book is called the modern heroine's journey of consciousness, which is all about how you start on that call of your soul and you really trust yourself and then how it leads you into everything you can't predict. Um, but you emerge into an even bigger version of yourself as a result. So the art of trapeze is just my story of um, a modern heroine story. You know, there's so many different versions of that, but that's um, 
in a snapshot, that's really what, what it's about. And it's to really inspire people to trust themselves and to go for what they want in life. Yeah, and I'm sure most people maybe use that connection of, you know, some of what you shared about some of the depression that you had gone through, because most people can relate to that, you know, yeah. it makes, makes you feel a little more human. You're not just this person writing this book about your adventures off to Paris, but there's a, you know, there's a human quality behind it and a story behind it that people can probably all relate to when they're going through a really big change or doing something that might be facing, you know, a fear of theirs and they're letting go of that. Absolutely. And I think that's important because we're living in this day and age where um, more people are opening up with their vulnerabilities and sharing the parts of themselves that maybe you didn't think were okay to say out loud or to put out there. But then once you do, you really find other people who connect with you and who just wanted that ability to share on that same level. And it's been really lovely. Um, both men and women have reached out to say, I've had that same experience or I get it, or I didn't know that it was okay to, you know, put that out there. So I think it's cool how we can um, support each other being courageous in that way. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what are you doing um, currently? I know that you have some online courses that you teach, and I'd also like to get into some of the topics of consciousness because you have a really nice thing laid out about the five types of consciousness. But, you know, where has your world of work taking you uh, today? What's the thing that you're doing the most? Is it the astrology? Is it the online university that you founded? So much. It's interesting. Um, so I just became a mom this year, which is, of course, um, you know, the biggest thing <laughs> that I'm doing <laughs> these days. I'm a proud work-at-home mama. Congratulations. Um, yeah, thanks. But leading up to that and, and going forward, you know, I really want to um, continue to help other people share their messages as well as their spiritual teachings. So um, on my website, ConsciousCoolChic.com is where I have my books and I have um, some online courses and a blog and and some um, updates there. And I've had to cut back on the astrology a bit just because of my schedule changing. Um, I've also had a radio show for three years that I've had to cut back on and um, just get that resituated to work with my new mom schedule. Um, so things are definitely in a shifting position right now. But what I have that's really important to me is knowing that there's so many other people out there with information to share. And so that's why I founded um, spiritualityuniversity.com. It's so that people can take their information, their specialty, bring it to a bigger audience, uh, make some money, you know, really help people get out there and, and let them know that they can have support for whatever they are learning, you know, whatever they are experiencing in their lives. So there's all kinds of, of topics and specialties, and there'll be more um, in the year ahead. But that's definitely a main focus right now, because I've got this, um, I, I think I have eight books now that are out. And it's been awesome to, to write and, and publish, you know, I do all the publishing myself, because I work really fast. And I don't, um, I, I have one book that was traditionally published and that was, I'm grateful for that experience, but it, it took two years. Um, and in two years I was able to get six books out. So I kind of have to work at my own speed, but I, um, really want to help people understand themselves and what their life is about. So, you know, that's really what I was motivated to do is to get all these books out, um, before I became a mom, because, you know, writing is, is not going to be easy right now, but um, I hope that the books can support people as well as the online courses. 
Now, uh, can you give us a couple of examples of what some of the online courses are that you offer that people could take? Oh, absolutely. So the universal spiritual laws um, is, is, so fascinating because, as I mentioned, this is where some of my spiritual study really started. It's understanding energy. It's understanding what's happening, your um, power within a situation. It's looking at real-world examples and then also looking at, okay, what can I choose right now? So that course has 12 modules um, with all different spiritual laws in them and you know, it includes the law of attraction. It includes the law of um, the law of action. You know, the law of uh, oneness. Um, and it's funny how there's twelve laws, and I can only name three. But there, there's so many of them that we have working around us all the time. And when you start to recognize these laws, you understand what's going on in your life. You can change around your relationships. You can get strong about a career path. You can really get some things going for yourself. And I would say that these 12 laws are what I've always applied in my life and I feel have really been a key factor in in creating the life of my dreams. So um, that course has been really popular. There's a course for empaths. Um, that people have loved because empaths are really looking for support with their energies, their sensitivities. Um, it's an excellent course by Irma K. Sawyer. There's another one about family relationships. Um, there's a class about parenting spiritual children. Like if you have an indigo, a crystal, um, just all kinds of fascinating topics. I get so excited about these people and the work they're doing because it's really awesome information right now that people are looking for. So that's just a quick rundown, April. I hope that's enough information, but yeah. um, So do you actually have other instructors? There's instructors who are teaching this through the spirituality university. Correct. There's um, currently five of us right now and every person is um, doing the course based on their research, their wisdom, their knowledge, you know, it's all their information. And I help them um, get the information out there. Because before, um, you know, before this was my focus, I have been in marketing and advertising for years at a corporate level, as well as as well as for small businesses. So I take those uh, 15 years of online marketing and help people um, take their information to the world and, and help them build up their platform and really, you know, reach more people. So, um, that's something that I do to support others on their path. I'm going through your website here. And one of the online courses is, uh, the healing from your family. Yeah. And especially now that we're in the holiday season and I know a bunch of people that are dreading (laughs) meeting up (laughs) with their family in the coming weeks. But can you talk about how you can heal from your family from maybe somebody that's dreading (laughs) <laughs> meeting with the in-laws or uh, yes. um, yeah, the family. <laughs> yeah. Great topic, Mike. It's, it's a biggie for a lot of people. And it's something that we can be afraid to admit or to put out there, especially because there can be a lot of people who, you know, they have a perfect family, quote unquote, or they have great relationships with their family members. And, and, and then there's people who don't, you know, where your family, maybe there's a lot of karma or there's been a lot of pain or, or, hurt or, you know, name, name what, what 
it might be. This course is by, um, like, again, it's by Irma K. Sawyer, and she does a beautiful job of really validating what you need and how you feel and saying, hey, it's okay if you've had some really big issues with a family member. Um, she talks about narcissists. And how, you know, it could be that you're dealing with someone who doesn't understand your needs because they're too wrapped up in their own world. Um, she talks about how, you know, the family can be a source of deep karma going, coming from other lifetimes and that you need support right now in really turning that energy around for yourself. And of course, we don't have control over anyone else, but you can make some other choices um, that are best for you right now. So it's really validating information too. You know, she talks about the fact that you could be really alone at times. You could feel in your family um, like the scapegoat. You could feel that you don't connect with them. You you could feel, um, you know, that you're really trying to heal and repair on a deeper level. Um, she talks about healing shame and guilt and and dropping shame. Um, stopping the people pleasing, um, you know, talks about feeling resentment and how to let it go. So there's a lot of deeper topics here that she touches on. And that's why this course has been really healing for people is because they can feel validated and feel supported. Um, and I will, you know, let you know that a lot of people have taken this course because, um, again, it's kind of like the silent, the silent thing out there where people don't talk about, their um, maybe family issues, but they want to heal them and they want to work around them. And Irma Kay is a channel. She channels um, from an, an energy entity called the Keepers. And so she has some channeled information in there that provides a really nice spiritual understanding about the purpose of birth families and why we have, why we have these people in our lives, even if they make us crazy sometimes. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Um, you know, you mentioned something, too, about one of your other courses about being an empath. And we haven't really talked much about that on our shows. But, you know, in my practice, I sit across from many people. And it's amazing how many people are empaths and they feel so overwhelmed in the world and so um, just sensitive to things and kind of feel like they can't even function when they go out there and they're around people because they just take in so much. Would you like to talk about the empath type of personality? Yes, that's a great topic. Great question. Um, and, and again, I like what you said, April, that so many people are identifying as empaths because we're picking up on energies more than ever and, and we're realizing it too. And this this one, this course is also by Irma K. Sawyer, and she's really a great authority on this topic. So she can um, really go into it and, and really dive into some of the heart of, of this information because she's lived it for so many years, and it's, it's, it's an important part of her uh, experience. But she, she talks about how the highly sensitive person or the empath um, will you know, maybe feel different types of attacks, will feel different energies, um, can be, feel victimized by others, can feel that they take on the, more of their share than they need to simply because of how compassionate and open they are energetically, how other people can feed on that, um, whether it's intentional or not. She talks about it in relation to the family. Um, she talks about pro projection and being energetically courted to others. And 
one of the messages that I think is so important for empaths to know is that these energies that you're feeling and, and you're, are, are a spiritual gift. And it's understanding that this is actually a gift. It's not meant to make you feel like a victim or to make you feel less powerful, but it's about understanding how to use that gift. Um, the power and importance of boundaries and, and how we need those in our lives more than ever. So again, it's a wonderful topic and, and it's wonderful support for people that want to feel like, I know I'm not the only one uh, out there. And this is another great resource for them to, um, to work with. There's some uh, guided meditations and exercises you do in the course and just some ways to really, again, own this as one of your spiritual gifts and, and to know that it's meant to make you more powerful. Yeah, and I have found when people um, have never heard of an empath or an empathic personality, and then once you kind of explain it and can give them information, I almost find that people are relieved to yeah. feel like, oh, okay, so this is what's happening. Right. Um, yeah. Now, in shifting gears again, I wanted to talk about um, the five types of consciousness that you speak of. And get into that a little bit. And if you can explain for our listeners um, how you break it down. You have separation consciousness, earth consciousness, heart consciousness, awakening consciousness, and cosmic consciousness. Yes. Um, so I, I like I've, we've talked about, I love all the spirituality stuff, but I also need something my brain can understand and, and the linear parts um, can, can work with. And so the five types of consciousness was um, information that, again, I heard. Um, I, I'm, I channel a lot of information. I never, I don't really call myself a channel. Um, it's something I just haven't really embraced as much. But that's what this information is, is a, is a channeling from my team, my spiritual guides, about um, how to understand maybe different energies that you're seeing in the world. And it's all related to understanding how vast you are energetically. And so separation consciousness um, is, you could say, the lowest energy. And it's, it's essentially feeling that everything in my life happens to me. Um, it's the illusion of powerlessness. It is usually, it's where we can start in some situations. Like if you've been in relationships that have the same theme, um, you have you know, relationships that feel like you're always the victim or you're always being hurt. Um, that's an example of separation consciousness. It's a disconnect from your power and it's really connected to the ego mind's fears. So that's separation consciousness. And then there is earth consciousness. And this is really about um, the five senses. And I call it what you see is what you get, meaning um, you, you look for proof and validation uh, your experience is based on, you know, what you own, uh, your job title, um, credentials. It's all about, you know, everything that populates our earth experience. And earth consciousness is just understanding that, you know, we are here as physical beings and we need physical things around us. You know, we, we need, um, food, <laughs> we need wine we need, um, you know, the, the wonderful things that make up our physical experiences. But we can't be limited by our physical world. Um, and then next we have heart consciousness. And what I love about heart consciousness is that it really is activated when there's a national or international crisis. Um, when there is, say, a natural disaster. 
It's when people open up and they say, no, these, we need to help others. We need to provide food. We need to make donations to the Red Cross. Um, heart consciousness is really about how we all connect through um, the bigger universal feelings of compassion, forgiveness, abundance, gratitude, joy, all those awesome um, parts of our lives that we all can share. Then we have awakening consciousness. And this is where you understand that you are powerful and that power can be scary on some level. You realize I'm responsible for all of my energy, for all parts of my life on some level that, you know, my soul chose to have certain experiences and that that is part of what I'm moving through or living through. And so awakening consciousness um, is the bigger picture and it involves your soul gifts and talents and your soul energy and your skills and, and just like this bigger definition of yourself, um, that's above the earth experience. And then finally there's uh, cosmic consciousness and cosmic consciousness is about, I am an eternal being in an eternal universe. It's like, I am part of this galaxy. I am so vast and so big. And, and just like there are millions of stars in the skies, my energy is related to those planets and, and to things on a huge level. Um, I also think of cosmic consciousness as God consciousness or galactic consciousness. It's that eternal, never-ending energy that we all are. So um, these five types of consciousness are, are meant to help people look at their lives and, and what they're experiencing and to see how they can maybe go deeper or go higher and, and to, again, really t touch more about who they are as an energy source. Great. Thank you. And I know that you've also mentioned um, some of your works are based off of also some of the principles of Eckhart Tolle and Joseph Campbell. Yes, I, I find that I've really been drawn to their teachings and information. Um, with Eckhart, I really like how he encourages us to be observers in our life. I think that's a really important part of consciousness is that you see that you are not that um, this entity, you, you can observe yourself being this entity. There's that detachment, that disconnect, which can help um, with understanding your life experience. Um, and then Joseph Campbell, you know, I feel, I, I don't, <laughs> I feel like I love that man. Um, obviously never met him, but there's something about his energy that I've always been drawn to. And I just feel like there's something so pure he offered us about the hero's journey, um, that was ahead of its time in many ways and also eternal. And, um, yet as I went into more of his wisdom and offerings, um, you know, I, I found that he never touched on the feminine experience, which in some ways is perfect because that probably wasn't his place, um, or, or his message. But, um, I, I expanded on the hero's journey by talking about the heroine's journey. And we know the hero's journey as this public, um, adventure as, uh, the, the Lord of the Rings. It's Star Wars, you know, and, and we're all gearing up for the next Star Wars movie. But, the heroine's journey is usually more uh, internal, and it's private, 
and it can be emotional and spiritual and it's understanding um, who you are inside and then how you take that energy outside of yourself. So I, I hope I add to the dialogue by offering um, the heroine's journey as another way to understand what, what the journey can look like for us. But yes, I love them both. I love them both. Yeah, I enjoy both of their works as well. Now, how has becoming a new mom maybe affected your journey and path? Do you find that it is bringing you challenges that you didn't expect? Or have you been applying some of what you've already learned prior to becoming a mom? Or How would you explain this journey? Yes, great question, because it is a new journey, and it's wonderful. Um, I will tell you that I, (laughs) thankfully, there's a planning period with becoming a new mom. So uh, when I realized that we had a little one on the way, I was really motivated to to say, okay, what do I need to get finished before this next um, adventure of this little baby begins? So that's why I actually wrote a lot of books and and did a lot to get it out there um, before before um, my son arrived. And, and now things are uh, very different. And the biggest issue is time, um, you know, the time to do things, the time to focus. And I'm still figuring it out. You know, I don't have any solid answers. I just kind of take the time when I have it. Um, you know, I'll get some time here or some time there to focus. Um, on what I need to do. Thankfully, I have an amazing husband who also um, supports what I do and and helps me make time for what I need to get finished. Um, I still work with clients. I'm still very much on social media. I'm still, you know, on on my website, doing my blog. You know, there's things that I have in motion that I'm not going to ever give up or abandon, but I just kind of work with the flows. And I'd say that um, being a mom means you're you never know what today's going to bring and you just go with it and you trust and, and you just know you did your best every day. That's all you can do is just tell yourself, okay, I showed up today and I did my best and, and tomorrow's a new day. You brought up your blog and I'm, I'm actually, I, I went through it the other day and I'm going through it again and I noticed you have that eleven eleven meditation. Yeah. And the 11 especially the 1111 really affected us a few years ago. How has it affected you and where did you come up with this meditation? Um, I just, I, it's like I went into this trance or whatever of just typing and of just um, thinking, okay, what do we need right now? What, what kind of energy insurgents would maybe be most supportive to whatever we're experiencing right now? And, 1111 is so fascinating and and the day itself is so powerful but then i think about how every day we experience 1111 twice on the clock and that um it's a powerful time of energetic intention and you know what can you give yourself right now that will help you release clear out or um trust whenever i see 1111 on the clock i think okay i'm going to listen to anything I need to hear right now, but I'm also going to trust that whatever I need is is happening. So I think of 1111 as a time of trusting. Um, that's just a big word that I, I use a lot is that whole trusting um, of, of your journey and trusting yourself. So in terms of the meditation, Mike, um, I hope it just helps people trust themselves and, and to know that, you know, things are happening for you and that things are supporting you and that, um, you know, you, you are so much more than you realize and um, that it's 
it's a connection to source, to God or to spirit, um, if you choose to see it that way. Okay. And yeah, your, your next blog post, actually, going back in time, talks about trusting your gut uh-huh. and, you know, going with the heart energy. Can you expand on that a little bit more? Sure. Well, I think that, you know, trust is something that we all know mentally. And then when it comes to applying it, um, our mind can jump in, you know, and we can think of what can go wrong or what might not happen. Or we think about the hows, you know, how am I supposed to do this? How is this going to come together? And trusting is something we continually have to choose. And sometimes we're better at it than others. And of course, I speak from my own experience because um, there's times when it's really hard to trust. Um, it, it, it's bigger. It feels really, you know, like it's something um, that is really pushing you to your limits. Um, think about, you know, someone making a job change and maybe you you don't want to give them your no. You know, you don't want to give them your um, the, the resignation yet, but you really want that next job. And I feel like um, part so much of our human journey is just trusting what we can't see, and that's at times the hardest thing to do. So the more that you expand in your own consciousness and in your spiritual path, it does become easier. I'll say it's a bit like working a muscle where you know the muscle gets stronger. So that trusting yourself is a continual part of of what we go through. Um, But at the same time, we're human and and we have our minds and we're smart and we have intelligence and and we want that to be included too. So it's understanding that your mind is also powerful, um, but to make sure it's supporting you, you know, it's providing you with um, next steps instead of limiting you. Because the mind can certainly do that. You know, again, it can show us our fears. It can make us feel like we have to sort everything out right away. But the mind is just um, meant to help you, um, you know, prepare, help you, you know, take the next step. If you want a new job, well, you have to do your resume. You have to reach out to people. You have to, um, you know, prepare yourself for interviews. So it's using that energy um, well and not letting it hamper you in any way. Um, so I also talk about like your heart and, and how, you know, trusting your feelings and how something makes you feel, um, whether it's been, you know, positive feelings or, or no, maybe this isn't for me. Um, just trusting all these parts of yourself. So it's kind of this recipe, um, that we're always working with, you know, that we're always trying to, um, you know, use in, in our lives. So um, that blog post was just kind of touching on on some of those thoughts. Well, Molly, we really love the work that you're doing out in the world. Um, you know, you're doing the personal work. You're writing the books. I love that you're also connecting teachers to, you know, give their message and to teach others through your spiritual spiritualityuniversity.com. Um, now, if there are teachers out there that are looking for an outlet like this and looking for an online venue where they can get their curriculum out and to teach other people. Is there a way for people to contact you to uh, pitch maybe their program or their curriculum and get connected with your spirituality university? So there will be openings in uh, probably spring, summer for new 
teachers. And they can, in the meantime, go to spiritualityuniversity.com and sign up on the email list um, or join us on Facebook. We also have a new Soul Unity Center, which is where we offer um, free meditations, free books, um, some free events. So you'll just want to join in um, to what we currently are offering and make sure it's a fit for you and, and to kind of check things out. And then um, in, in probably late spring 2016 is when um, we'll be accepting applications for more teachers. And as always, feel free to introduce yourself, however, in advance. I've actually had some people do that already, and, and that's great um, because, you know, it's always a two-way street to make sure it's right for you and that we're right um, you know, for each other. And it's a time to, you know, come from a place of service to help people on their spiritual path. So, um, yes, I would definitely say join us on the email list and stay tuned for more details. Okay. And if people want to learn more information about you and your books, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on ConsciousCoolChic.com. I'm also on Facebook. Um, you can either just uh, look me up on Facebook under my name, Molly McCord, or ConsciousCoolChic.com. And if you want to join my email list, um, you can get a free 44-page book that I put together. Um, instead of publishing it or putting it on Amazon, I decided to just give this book away. So you can find that at ConsciousSoulGrowth.com conscioussoulgrowth.com and you can download that for free now great well thanks so much for being here with us today we really enjoyed speaking with you and we wish you a lot of luck great thank you april thank you mike it's really great to connect and to be a part of your offerings and everything you're doing in the world thank you so much if you'd like more information about our films or to purchase our DVDs, you can head on over to our website at thepastseries.com. They're also available to purchase on amazon.com. Our films are also streaming online at vimeo.com, guyamtv.com, and iTunes. If you have a show suggestion or would like us to interview someone specifically, please feel free to shoot us an email at info at thepastseries.com or send us a tweet at thepastseries. Please rate and review us in iTunes and subscribe. We hope you enjoyed the show. 